a few Sundays ago, I was in uh, a church service and I happened to actually sit up near the front, um, second row from the front. I just wanted to be really up near where it was all happening as such. And uh, it came to the time of the service when we had our readings and this uh, little old lady uh, walked past me and climbed up a couple of steps to read the passage. And I wondered if she would actually be able to read the passage because she was quite short in stature, but man, she had a voice. <laughs> and she seemingly hid behind uh, the lectern. And uh, for this Sunday, what she read, it wasn't actually a text from the Bible that she spoke, but some poetry. And I've got, I'll read it out to you later. It's on the bottom of the, of the post if you want to come over and have a look at it. But I, I listened, I watched, and I feasted. I, I opened my heart as such and was fed. As she spoke, uh, she engaged herself with the words. At, at times she would lean around, seemingly to look directly at me as she said the final words of the sentence. And she finished reading and slowly returned to her seat right behind me. I didn't realize she was sitting right behind me. And we have another section in the service where we can actually greet each other and what we do is called pass the peace. And we turn to our neighbors and wish, wish each other peace. And I turned around and I clasped this dear lady's hands and thanked her for how she said the words. They were words that had fed me. Now, anyone could have read those words, but she had chosen to serve them with gentleness and purpose. This was not a robotic uh, AI, artificial intelligence rendition of a text like you hear on Google Maps, you know, turn left at, no, 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 no. This was more of, I'm going to feed you some words to nourish your tired heart. You see, it's not only what you say, it's how you say it. And words can sing together and shake the world. As, as soon as the words left her mouth, I knew that these words, and this is another person, as soon as I heard these words leave her mouth, I knew these words that were not her words, but words that had seen had been spoken to her heart as a child. Do you think I'm dumb? Someone had signed a word into her thinking at such an early, fertile age and had grown into a gigantic weed. Her, her Valco brain had attached to those words of abuse and the words had burrowed deeply into her. No easy response of, you're not dumb, would help. No, saying that would not help. Other words might, like deep, compassionate words maybe, engraved upon the hard words as Jeremiah says, and he says, uh, this is God saying through the prophet Jeremiah, I'll put my law in their minds and I'll write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. What words have been engraved upon your heart that need to be let go of and erased forever? What words would you like to have engraved on your heart? Loved, beautiful, strong, known, Valued, florist, <laughs> builder, wordsmith. And I'm actually recording this a few days after, about three or four days after I've actually published it and sent it out to the email list. And I've got a 
quite an amazing response of people with words that had been engraved upon their heart, harsh words, nasty words, and the pain that that had caused. I like the word wordsmith. <laughs> like we have blacksmiths, silversmiths, goldsmiths, and they are the ones that who will work with a product in front of them and bring them something of beauty and purpose. I want to be a wordsmith. I like the sound of the word wordsmith. It feels kind of natural and connected to generations of fellow craftsmen and women who, who take a few words and fire them together to form sentences and paragraphs and poems and prose. To be a wordsmith of the heart, taking a few words and speaking them upon the heart of another and watching the magic take place. Not just any old words either, but deep words that speak to the deepest part of another human person's heart. Larry Crabbe says that most people go through their entire life never speaking words to another human being that come out of what is deepest within them. And most people never hear words that will reach all the way into that deep place we call the soul. And as I received um, emails this week, I thought of these people that had never heard words that reached deep into their deep place they call the soul. Finding the words takes time, as much as a fine feast takes time to come to keep, come into being. You know, the, all those vegetables you have in a lovely cellar, well, they take time to grow. <laughs> Unhurried, organically grown and nurtured words are the tastiest and most sustaining. They have grown deep and so feed the deep places of the heart. It's listening for the words which take which again takes unhurried, quiet, and presence. You see, being a goldsmith begins with an apprenticeship. The apprentice always makes mistakes, but with patience and self-forgiveness, they grow in confidence to express new words in new ways. I want to speak new words in the hearts that are feel old with tears, rich words that bring a sense of hope into the soul. What are the words that you most need to hear now. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell richly, dwell in you richly. <laughs> Here's the piece of um, poetry that was read to us on that Sunday morning. What do you hope for, world, for the world? What are your dreams? Peace and justice? Food and shelter? Lands and oceans? that are healthy and clean? What do you hope for your country? What are your dreams? Freedom from oppression? Just and generous government? Available work and adequate housing? Allotments and gardens and city parks? What do you hope for your friends and family? What are your dreams? Health and prosperity? Love between each other? Safe places to grow old in? Safe, pla safe places to grow up in. What do you hope for yourself? What are your dreams? It's good to dream. God is always dreaming, and dreams, with God's help, can become reality. That's from Ruth Burgess. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, she says that, learn to get in touch with silence within yourself, and know that everything in this life has a purpose. There are no mistakes, no coincidences. All events are blessings given to us to learn from. 
There is no need to go to India or anyone else to find peace. You will find that deep space, deep place of silence right in your room, your garden, or even your bathtub. <laughs> ah, the greatest favorites of destiny make mistakes. Our joys are composed of shadow. The supreme smile is God's alone. Victor Hugo. A man lives by affirmation even more than by bread. Victor Hugo. Real encouragement occurs when words are spoken from a heart of love to another's recognised fear. Larry Crabbe. Kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. Mother Teresa. Insults should be written in the sand and praises carved in stone. That was an Arab proverb. Some questions. What words do you need to feed the child in your heart? What word, number two, what words does your enemy most need to hear from you? Number three, if a word was to be spoken to you from the mouth of Christ, what would it be? And number four, what is your current diet of words? Hey, if you found this helpful, send me an email. I'd love to hear from my readers and my listeners and my watchers. It's barry at turningthepage.co.nz. And um, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reading. And if you're finding this helpful, yeah, email me. But um, join up the email list and uh, you'll be able to get this sent to you each week. Okay, until next week, may you listen to the words that are spoken to you. May you find new words that you need to speak to yourself.